Our next guest is finally making his long-awaited return to the Octagon as he takes off Jeff Neal on December 19th, 20th in Australia and New Zealand. The NMF, one of the most exciting guys to watch in that Octagon, prepare to go super sane, Stephen Thompson <laughs> joins us late at night before an airport run. Can this guy get any nicer <laughs> on Submission Radio? Stephen, welcome to the program. Uh, guys, always a pleasure. Love, you know, I love hanging out with you guys. Come on now. We could chat to you all day, man. We, we one of our absolute faves. When we see you got the One Punch Man poster in the background, so that's oh, sick. Oh, you know, One Punch Man. I like it. We, uh... I, got, I got One Punch Man and I got Kakashi Sensei, mm-hmm. Street Fighter, Dragon Ball Z. Got old Sasuke in the background back there. Wow. Look at yeah, that. I got the, got, the, got the anime set up posters in the back. All our faves. All right, so we know you got this airport run coming up pretty soon. So uh, there is a lot to talk about. So we won't we won't waste any time. I want to ask you. The last time we spoke to you, uh, you were happy to fight Leon Edwards. He was obviously ranked number three, so that would have been a fight that uh, you know made a lot of sense. Now he's fighting Hamzat Shemaev. From your perspective, what happened to the Leon Edwards fight? You gave possibly the nicest call out ever of Leon Edwards. <laughs> didn't happen. What happened there? Well, I, obviously he just he didn't he didn't want a piece of the the NMF. He did not want any. Uh, no, I, he I don't know. He was um, he was obviously wanting to move uh, his way up, and you know he was talking about going on social media, talking about how everybody in the top five is keeping his name out their mouth, and now I'm sitting here saying, hey, here I am, I'll fight you, and then he turned it down. So next thing you know, he's getting bumped out of the rankings. Um, and I guess because he's been turning everybody down, I don't know the whole situation, but now he's fighting Hamzat. So a guy who's not even ranked and is on a tear at the, at the moment and a lot of hype around him. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it just didn't, it didn't, he didn't, he didn't want any, I guess. So here I am, uh, uh, you know, opponentless at the time. And, and then, uh, got a call asking to fight Jeff Neal. I'm like, let's, let's make it happen, man. It's been a year since I fought. Got to get back out in the octagon and put on a good performance for the fans. Yeah, what was your reaction when uh, when Jeff Neal was sort of your opponent? Because I know you had high hopes as well. You were talking about Nick Diaz, then you were talking about Leon Edwards, and there's nothing wrong with Jeff. Obviously, he's a great fighter, but you know, you might, a part of you must have been a little bit disappointed that it wasn't a high ranked guy that you were ending ending up with. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of understandable at the moment. The welterweight division is just kind of. Uh, it's kind of crazy at the moment, kind of crazy at this point. You know, everybody above me who's ranked above me has a fight. Well, Edwards didn't at the time, but he didn't want to fight. So um, the UFC was trying to find somebody to, in, in the top five to fight this Hamzat guy. And that just, you know, that was a chance for the UFC to make that fight happen, you know. And, you know, there was nobody for me. So, yeah, I think they, they've come to me before about the Jeff Neal. But at that point, nope, there wasn't a, a whole lot going on in the top five. So I was kind of waiting to see if something would happen, if I could get somebody in the top five. But uh, when that didn't happen, you know, uh, you know, I, I want to get back out there. I, I didn't want to fight, you know, uh, sit there and wait for a long period of time to wait for a fight. So I was like, let's make this thing happen. And Jeff Neal is a banger, man. Like he's on a five fight mm-hmm. winning streak. He's tough been knocking dudes out. And it just kind of made sense. He's a stand-up fighter, which is awesome. You know, I love the stand-up guys. Obviously, they got those puncher's chances to knock you out. I mean, look what happened when I fought Pettis. Hmm. So uh, it just it looks like it's going to be a very exciting fight against a tough opponent. And you know, even though he's ranked number eleven or twelve, he still I think would be a really exciting fight. 
Mm. And the good thing about him is he's been fighting quite a bit. So he's a name that's out there and a name that people have sort of gotten to know over some time. Did the UFC offer you anyone else or is it just him? No, I, it, it's just him. It was just him. So um, I'm not really I'm not really sure where everybody's at. Um, but, hey, I, I'm 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 ready to take it, man. I, I don't mind at all. Just out of curiosity, what do you think about? you know, what, what ended up happening with Leon in terms of, you know, he had you, which is obviously a ranked opponent, whereas now he's facing Hamzat, who's an unranked opponent. Although I think he's just slotted in at number 15, uh, I think just the other day. So is he at 15? I would need to double check that, but I believe so. How many fights does he have in the welterweight division? I think only one. These rankings, Steven, you you know how these rankings work. I know. Edwards is in and out. You just never know what's happening then. You don't, you don't. That's what that's what's so crazy about this division. Yeah, you're right, man. Rankings is just kind of a, it's kind of a non. It's becoming a non-existent thing. It's about the the exciting fights, and uh, I kind of called it. I was like, man, why are they pushing this Hamzat guy so hard? And then I was like, watch Khabib retire, and they kind of did the same thing with Till. You know, when when Bisbing retired, they needed somebody from that market to to keep those fans in you know involved, and Till was it. Uh, I guess kind of, the, I guess the same thing with Hamzat. They mm. knew that Khabib was going to retire, and they need somebody from that market. And, and there you go, you got this Hamzat guy who's been doing work. But I guess my point is that uh, you know Jeff Neal, I believe, and I will double check this. He's ranked number eleven right now, and you, and that's the guy right. that you're facing. Whereas Leon Edwards, who's ranked yes. number three, he's facing a, a rank fifteen guy. So you got to think that even though he's closer to the title, he didn't really get what he wanted in a sense. Yeah. Do, do you get what I'm saying? He didn't. Yeah, and I, I know the UFC was pushing really hard uh, for somebody in the top five to fight Hamzat, and I think that was just the UFC's chance to make, pretty much make Edwards do it because he was kind of turning everybody down. They and, they and they pulled him from the rankings. So this is just kind of going through my head. I'm not really sure the whole ins and outs, but this is just kind of what I'm thinking. You know, if you want to be back in the top, you know, back your you want your ranking back, you got to fight Hamzat. Maybe that's the case is what they kind of did with him, but um. Yeah, man, it kind of stinks. He could have fought me, who wasn't that far behind. You know, it was two spots behind him. So he, I figured he should have taken that fight. Mm. Does a part of you kind of wish you took the fight with Chimaev? Because I know Chimaev mentioned you a couple of times. He's sort of a big name, and he, there could be a loss coming his way. So do you kind of wish you were the one to possibly give him that first loss? No, I mean, you know, at the time... I, I was kind of like I felt disrespected when they, he kind of mentioned my name. There was there was like a lot of uh, um, you know fake news about me fighting him. I was like, no, I'm not. I don't even know who this guy is. You know, <laughs> at the time I didn't. I really wasn't. Uh, you know, watching a whole lot of the UFC. Nothing stuff. Nothing was offered and, to you for for him, right? Um, they were they were they were mentioning it like UFC was mentioning, hey man, why not fight Steven? And so nothing nothing like for sure. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, uh, hey Steven, you want to fight this guy? No, but um, you know there were talks about it. There was a lot of I don't know if it was it was Hamzad or maybe Hamzad's uh, manager Ali kind of throwing that fake news out there. You know, sometimes he's been known to kind of do that. Um, and then all these other foreign, you know, media outlets were picking it up, saying that I was fighting this guy. But I just kind of ignored it. But no, nah, man, at the time I didn't know, really know who he was. He think he's had one fight in the welterweight division, so it just didn't make sense, you know, for me to do that. Um, you know, I was still got my eye on the title at the time, but, uh, no, I, I'm kind of happy where I'm at, you know, the, where the rankings are, who I'm fighting because Jeff Neal is, 
you know, he's fought many times in the UFC. There, you know, and you really haven't seen a whole lot of them, right? So you don't really know if the hype is real. Yeah, he's finished a lot of guys, but a lot of the, the for the first two guys he's fought, I've never heard of. The second guy he fought ran right into his right hand. So you didn't really, you really haven't, you know, he's a good wrestler, but you haven't seen a whole lot of it striking. Um, but you're going to see it because their main event on this card, uh, him and Leon Edwards, and I'm we're co-main. They, they're I'm co-main their main event. So uh, it's going to be a good test for Humdot, and especially for all the fans out there wanting to see more of what he's got. Prime guy to to kind of test that skill set with is Leon Edwards. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously Leon, one of the top ranked guys in the division. Do you think Hamzat could beat him? What's your prediction for it? No, I, like they, they, you know, like I said, I haven't seen a, I haven't seen um, what I want to see with Hamzat yet. You know, like I haven't really seen. Um, yes, he's got good wrestling, but the guys that he were was facing, uh, you know, they weren't even ranked. I don't think. Um, Leon Edwards has been tested many times. He's fought some of the best in the division. So um, if it's something for the fans in the UFC, this is the chance for us to really see what Hamzat's got against a formidable opponent as Leon Edwards. So I think Leon's got it just on paper, but we'll see. You never know, right? Mm. It's interesting because so much pressure on Leon as well. You're fighting a guy that's not a Tom Prank guy, so I guess the expectations are high him to put on a statement win even if it's a close win you'd think his stock might even take a bit of a hit but i'm curious being on the same card as these guys you're the nmf so you're not going to be out there throwing cans at their heads or anything during press conferences <laughs> but what are you imagining the interactions to be like hamzad a guy that's sort of been calling you out for quite some time very vocal about wanting to fight you leon edwards a guy that says He's not interested in fighting you. And here you are. You'll be hanging around these guys in the back and during fight week. What are you imagining that's going to be like? And do you think you'll speak to them about some of this stuff not coming together? You know what? If you know, I've always the type of guy when I'm in the room with somebody, uh, you know, I've always wanted to say, you know, I always uh, am the type of guy to go up and just say hello, you know, shake your hand, say what's up. I know there's been a lot of a lot of talk, but. You know, I, I just kill them with nicest, man. What If they got anything to say, I'm just going to smile back at them and just be like, you know, give them a thumbs up. So <laughs> I don't <laughs> mind at all, you know. Uh, I think between those two, possibly, because, you know, Leon Edwards, he's not the type of guy to shy away from a good old, you know, uh, yapping. You know what I'm saying? He likes to talk. Um, and, uh, you know, the guy can back it up. So, you know, we'll see what happens there at the – at at the fight in the in the rooms and behind the scenes and a lot of stuff can happen back there. Like I, I don't know if you saw the the video. I actually got a video uh, uh, on my Snapchat. It's still saved, I think, of uh, Usman talking trash to Colby Covington and Colby mm. Covington was and Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker thinking that he was talking to him for a second. Robert Whitaker not looking very happy. <laughs> He's in, in <laughs> yeah. the back there. Did you see that? Robert Whitaker. Yeah, like, I saw that. I was right behind those <laughs> yeah. guys. I was right there, man. Yeah, man. Robert Whitaker was like, "What the heck?" And it was so funny, man. A lot of stuff happens, but back there. But you know, I, I, I if anything says if they say something to me, I'm just gonna smile at them. Mm. Hey man, listen, dude. We'll save it for if we, you know, for the future. We'll fight, you know. Uh, so I mean, because everybody in the and and if you're in the UFC, you're a dangerous guy. If you're in the UFC, the best fight promotion in the world, you're good, and everybody has a chance to finish you, no matter where you are in the rankings, right? Um, so you know, hats off to every one of those guys to step out there. It doesn't doesn't bother me at all. 
safe to say you'll be watching that main event closely, given that uh, you guys are all close in, in the rankings. And if Hamza beats Leon, then he'll be ahead of you in the rankings. I know. He'll be ahead of me after two fights. But yeah, man, I'll, I'll definitely be keeping my eye on all those guys. Anybody in the welterweight division, I'm keeping my eye on them, man, especially at the top. So, you know, Leon Edwards is a possible opponent in the future. So is Hamzad if he wins. So even if he doesn't win, I feel like he could work his way up and be there in no time, obviously. So, yeah, any one of those guys. So I'll keep my eyes peeled. And, you know, hopefully they'll be keeping their eyes peeled on me as well. So, um, you know, um, I'm just excited to step back out there. You know, we got five weeks, four weeks of hard training. Uh, We'll be here before you know it. And I'm working hard, training hard. Got Chris Weidman coming in this weekend to get some good training in with. Got some uh, high-level strikers that we have at our gym that I'm preparing, that are that are helping me prepare for this fight. So, man, that, that fire is lit in me, and I'm ready to rock. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, that, you know, if, if Chimaev wins, maybe he's on your radar. But with the situation in the welterweight division, I know Gilbert Burns was supposed to fight Kamara Usman for the title. But do you think, because the UFC is trying to push Kamazat so quickly, do you think if he beats Leon Edwards, it'll be this crazy situation where he's the one to get the next title shot? And how would you feel about that? 100%. 100%. You know they're going to try and do that, right? Yeah. You know that's going to happen. Like, as soon as you... I can, before you even like got to it, I already knew, already had in my head what you were thinking. <laughs> and yes, I think that could be a possibility. Everybody's like, what the heck, bro? But um, yeah, man, you know, the way UFC is going at this at this point, anything can happen. You know, that you know, if I go out here and beat, you know, Jeff Neal, I'm gonna go to heavyweight and fight Francis Ngannou, you know? Oh. You, heard it, you heard it here. Oh, nice. Submission radio. Oh, yeah. Hit him with the taser first. Hit him with the bring sweetie and hit him with the taser. Let me ask ask you this, man, just quickly on Chimaev before we move off and talk about Jeff. He is calling out um, Israel Adesanya already. As we know, he fights in two weight classes. I'm just curious. What do you think of Hamzad also sort of targeting the champ in Israel? And how would you see that matchup going, considering Israel's abilities on his feet? With him having all this hype, you know, hats off to the guy. I mean, he's shooting a shot, right? I mean, he's going for it. There's a lot of hype around this guy. Why not keep it going, calling out the champ? I mean, at 185, but I don't see that happening at all. I mean, uh, uh, Izzy Adesanya is a big opponent. I know he's fought up at 185 guys, but not at that level, um, not with that type of skill set. And um, I believe that, you know, Izzy Adesanya has fought, you know, I think better wrestlers and bigger and heavier wrestlers than than Hamzat. So I think he would have a rough day if he goes up to try and fight uh, Izzy for sure. Mm. And the funny thing is that Israel is going to light heavyweight now. Um, I am curious your take on how he does against Jan Blahovic. These are two very good strikers, although very different strikers. Yes, I agree. Yeah, um, um, I think Izzy definitely has the potential to beat him. I think he's faster. I think he's more accurate. I think he's he's more of an intelligent fighter than than the champ at uh at uh, 205. So, I think he ha- he could definitely have a possibility to go up and beat him for sure. I know his takedown defense is really really good, but the thing I'm I'm kind of wanting to see and I think this is why everybody's okay with him going up 
is because he really his last few fights. I think his last real test was Kevin Gastelum, right? And since he's made those adjustments um, after that fight, he's just been demolishing everybody. So we want to see where Izzy truly is. Can he go up and beat this guy at at 205? And uh, we want to see his limits. And I think this is a way to do it. And with the, the hype around Izzy and the confidence around him at this point, why not go for it? Mm. I'd love to see Izzy on your YouTube channel and you guys breaking down techniques together. That would be just an absolute dream. Imagine those videos, you and Sweetie and Israel Adesanya breaking down kicking techniques and doing some sparring and all sorts of crazy Dude, kicking would... weird things off the wall. That's got to oh, did you man. see? Did you see some of those videos we Dude, had? Dude, what do you mean? We love, we love your channel, but you know what? You guys both have the same management company, so hey, mm. that's right. You know so what I was thinking? Because yeah. everybody's like, "Man, you should fight Izzy. You need to fight Izzy. Fight Izzy. Fight Izzy. Fight Izzy." You know, two strikers, and I was like, "Man, if there's only if there was a way, like there's only one way that I would fight him, and that's in a sparring match. So then that would be cool to make a trip to New Zealand just to get a, mm. you know, a training session in with Izzy out of Sunday. I think the fans would love that just to see, you know what I'm saying? You just to sell that there. out on pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that would be sick, man. Get a bunch of guys to go up there and get a good old, you know, sparring session in. I think that would be fun. I think the fans would like that for sure. Let me let me ask you this this though because you you do have Jeff Neal coming up and I wanted to ask you he's a guy who sort of made it up up the ranks when when did he first pop up on your radar I know you said that he's he's obviously someone that you respect but when did you first sort of take notice of him when he when he knocked out with a head kick or TKO'd him uh, Mike Perry when he when he TKO'd Mike Mike Perry and he's got a few head kick knockouts actually and you know he just outboxed him I think. Um, uh, Jeff Neal is the type of guy. He, he's got very, he's very disciplined in what he does. He's got good boxing. He's got a good left hand. He's got a good left high kick. He's very disciplined in what he does. And Mike Perry's, he's like a bulldog or a pit bull. You just take the leash off and say, "Go fight." You know, you just let him loose. And he's, but he's very tough. And for somebody to finish him like that, Vicente Luque, you know, I think finished. Uh, maybe he didn't finish him. I'm not sure if he finished him or not, Mike Perry. And that's the guy, last guy I just fought. But Jeff Neal went out there and finished him. Um, I think it was the first round, too. So that's when he kind of popped up on my radar. Like, man, this guy, he's good, man. He's very good. He doesn't do anything crazy. He's very basic. But he's good at those at his basics. And that's why he's been finishing guys. I think he's going to be very difficult to kind of um, you know, to frustrate. I think he's going to stick to his game plan the entire time out there, and which makes which makes this fun for me, right? To try and break him down, and he does make micro adjustments after every fight. So for me, that's what makes it fun as well, because now not only do I gotta, you know, I've seen what he's doing, but I may have to adapt mid-fight while I'm out there. He, I'm, I'm anxious to see what kind of changes he's made um, to face me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's going to be interesting. Oh, absolutely. The adjustments of Jeff Neal uh, can't be understated. And I'm very curious to find out about that. I want to ask you about some of those adjustments. B before we do, speaking of adjustments, it's time to adjust your beard trimmer slash personal grooming device and upgrade it 
from that rusty piece of crap you're probably using to the lawnmower 3.0 from our good friends at Manscaped who offer you the, the perfect grooming package to trim everything from your balls to your ear hair to your nose hair, absolutely everything. And we're giving you a fantastic discount of 20% off when you use the code submission so you can upgrade to the lawnmower 3.0 which has 7,000 RPMs and LED light and it's waterproof and it lasts 90 minutes if you need 90 minutes worth of trimming. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right. We know there's some UFC fighters out there that could use 90 minutes worth of trimming. And you guys can trim pretty much anything. Like Hamster mentioned, you got your nose trimmers, you got your beard trimmers, and your trimmers for down there. All sorts of products as well. I'm loving this foot duster right here. Perfect for an Australian summer. Don't stink out the room with your feet. Check out Manscaped right now. Go to manscaped.com and use the code word SUBMISSION for 20% off and also free shipping, Cass. That's right. While we're giving away cheeky discounts, if you are the kind of person who surfs the internet, maybe you're a gamer. Maybe you like streaming stuff on Netflix or Hulu or other streaming devices. Maybe your favorite shows are not on your version of Netflix and you would like to change your region in an instant. Well, Pure VPN can help you do that and browse the internet safely without hackers being able to steal all your information. Also, our good friends at Pure VPN are giving away crazy discounts at the moment. There are three plans on offer. As usual, the most standard one is monthly $10.95. The middle one is absolutely insane. Five-year special at $1.48 a month. That is a total of 86% off. And you can also go a one-year cheeky little deal for $4.16 a month, and that's a saving of 62% off. And if you use the code SUBMISSION and follow the link down below, you will get an additional 10% off wild savings. Isn't that right, Dennis? Yeah, man. Listen, we have people hitting us all the time up going, hey, what kind of VPN do you use? Pure VPN is a VPN that you can trust. They don't steal your personal information and make them public. Go on to uh, purevpn.com forward slash submission now. Use the code with submission. Get that extra 10% off. This special Black Friday deal isn't going to last forever, so jump on it now. But, Stephen, uh, I wonder, how does Jeff compare to your last previous opponent in Vicente Luque? Because we know you're coming back now, and it's been a little bit of time, but do you think you're coming back to a tougher test than when you fought Vicente last? Um, yes. I, you know, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm, ta- I'm not taking this guy lightly at all. I think that Jeff is actually more disciplined in his striking than Vicente Luque. With Vicente, I was able to kind of lure him out of his comfort zone a little bit, make him stretch, make him walk forward, and have him run into, run into some things. Um, Jeff Neal is going to be very difficult, man. He, he keeps his position very, very well. He doesn't lean into his punches, which is able for me to cattle punch him very, very easily. I think he's going to be – he's going to be a puzzle, man. He really is. And he's a strong opponent. I think he's stronger than Vicente Luque. Um, so I think Vicente Luque had more tools in his back pocket, more striking uh, combinations and different variety of things that he throws. Even um, Vicente Luque has been known to use his grappling a little bit in his wrestling. But Jeff Neal likes to keep the fight standing. He's got good takedown defense. But um, – I, I he's definitely more disciplined than Vicente Luque and more powerful. Mm. There's a lot of aspects of this fight that are a lot of fun. Uh, one of them, of course, is the fact that you get to do it before Christmas, so you still get to enjoy your yes. Christmas ham and your New Year's. <laughs> and what, what a good Christmas that would be. You know, get a big win and then be able to pig out and enjoy that. But the other thing, like you mentioned, is, and I know, I know you guys train everything at the gym because we watch the sparring videos on your YouTube, but how fun is it 
to prepare for this fight, knowing that, hey, this is most likely going to be a stand-up battle. You know, Chris Weidman's going to come in and take me down in training and beat me up, but I don't have to worry about a Damian Maia-type game plan. I can go out there and do what I love best, which is go out there and dominate in the striking. And I'm curious, because I know you had a couple of injuries after Luke. How's the body feeling in this one? Are we going to see, you know, Super Saiyan Thompson in that octagon this December? You're going to see a Super Saiyan 3, Stephen Thompson. Oh, wow. I've gone to another level. With the no eyebrows. Okay? I'm getting there. So, uh, you know, I'm just – this is the kind of fight I love. I had the same thing with Vicente Luque. Yeah, I had in the back of my head that, you know, he's used his wrestling before Vicente Luque. So that was kind of back there. But with a guy like Jeff Neal, um, I know it's going to be a stand-up battle. I know he's got the power. He's got a puncher's chance to get out there and put me away. And you know what? It's like – I've been knocked out before, and it really doesn't bother me. So you know what? It doesn't. It's not that bad. So I can just go out there and fight, right? I can kind of go out there and do what I want to do, and I don't have to worry about it. I'm just going to go out there and have some fun, um, you know, with the fight, and because that's why I do what I do. I love fighting. I love going out there, and especially after a fight, just the the, the bumps and the bruises and the the, the it, it gets addicting. And only fighters, I think, can un- really understand what that feeling is like because uh there's nothing like it man after a good fight win or lose you're in the back you know it's over the stress is out and you got those aches and pains it's like those are my trophies these are my real trophies right here and um yeah man it, it just puts a smile on my face i can go out there and really put on a show for the fans and do what i do best and that's stand up and fight mm. I, I feel like people have been missing seeing you in action for so long i'm just curious Two things. One, what do you think is at stake sort of here against uh, Jeff Neer? What are you sort of fighting for? And also, with a win here, uh, do you think you'd be more active coming into 2021? That's the plan. Yes, uh, the whole COVID thing, my, my hands being broken, um, slowed me down a lot. You know, I think it slowed a lot of other people down to a lot of other fighters as well. So um, we get this thing worked out. You know, everything's starting to open up where I am anyway. My hands are feeling great. My body's feeling great. I feel like I'm 25 years old. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't take a whole lot of punishment whenever I fight. And I, we train smart, so I'm able to fight longer. And I feel like I'm getting faster, man. I really do. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going out there fighting, obviously, not just for myself. I'm, I'm fighting to be champion. And that's kind of my motivation. I'm not getting up on that yet. To be the best fighter in the world. If I can retire and even not be champion, but just still to be known as one of the best fighters in the world. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, but I'm not getting up on that, on that title. And, and, you know, when I step out there, obviously you just see me, but what they don't see is, you know, I'm fighting for, you know, everybody who helped to get to where, get me to where I'm at. My pops, my mom, my, my training partners who sacrificed their bodies to get to, you know, for me to be able to go out there and fight and vice versa. So, for them as well so that is my motivation and the good thing for, about this layoff as well is it's like a completely fresh division and most of these fights mm. are fun new fights that people can't wait to see you have so it's great to see you back in action a couple of quick predictions Stephen. we'll let you go to the airport first one we have to talk about this real quick because i don't know if we'll get a chance to speak to you before it happens and we we'll have to get your analysis on this as one of the best strikers in the game this conor mcgregor dustin poirier fight is probably happening on January 23rd. And I would love to know just a quick prediction from you. Who do you think is going to walk away in this rematch? Because a lot of people believe Conor McGregor is just going to get it done again. But then Dustin has improved so much. 
over these you know last few fights that he's had he has dustin poirier has improved a lot but you know whenever conor mcgregor mcgregor steps out there he has this way with people of getting into their heads and making this fight so hyped i mean you've got to face conor mcgregor it's going to be a hyped fight but he, he's got a way with people and a way with words, a way with his demeanor, not just his fighting style. And that gets to people. Um, you see it every time. The only person I really didn't see it get to was uh, Nate Diaz. Of course, that guy just don't get, you know, he don't care two craps about what you think. So, <laughs> but I, I what, think. What about Khabib? Connor, he kind of seemed to brush it off as well. Uh, who? Khabib Nurmagomedov, yeah. yeah. Until afterwards, right? And then he went, he went ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, he was like went Hulk mode, but I, I think Connor can definitely get it done again this time. Dustin Poirier has made some improvements, but but the thing is, even though we haven't seen Connor McGregor fight in a while, the guy's a long life martial artist. The guy's training constantly, always in the gym, always training with people. Um, so you know he's improved as well. So at this point, uh, I'm, I'm I'm I think Connor McGregor takes it home again. And then the last one, obviously, is uh, Jeff Neal. The most important one. How do you see yourself getting it done against Jeff Neal on December 19th, which will be the 20th here in Australia? Yes. Well, you don't know. You know, I don't give too much away. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, at the at, every time I visualize any fight, with this fight um, coming up, I always visualize my hand being raised at the end of the fight. I'm ready for a three, five-minute round war. So even if he, you know, does go out there and beat me, he's going to remember me. So I'm prepared for the toughest fight ever. But I always visualize my hand being raised, and that's how I see it. You know, if there's a knockout, there's a knockout. If there's not, there's not. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to I'm going to win this fight and have my hand raised at the end of it. Well, I'll tell you what. This is uh, probably the most exciting fight card that's left in uh, 2020. So that goes down December 19th, 20th here in Australia, New Zealand, UFC on ESPN, plus 44, of course. Follow the man at Wonderboy MMA on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. What about this, man? What about an Israel Adesanya, Conor McGregor video on the YouTube channel, all under the same management company? And I would love to see Stephen Wonderboy Thompson do his thing. Proceeds go to charity. Promoted that would be sick. Radio. That's the greatest <laughs> idea ever, man. Are you kidding me? Let's make it happen. I'm let's down. I'm happen, down. Man. Me, All right, Connor, let's get Izzy out there. Let's just get a, a good old-fashioned fun, like the who's who of people in one building, and we just do rounds of sparring, rounds of sparring. That would be so sick. That would be awesome. Can't miss TV. Stephen, thank you so much for your time, man. you got to go pick up that your friend from the airport, so we'll let you go do that. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Love chatting with you anytime guys hey i appreciate you guys and hopefully we can do it again soon absolutely thanks steven bye have a great night take care my friend bye-bye guys bye-bye